So, mom is actually back here again with me today because <clears throat> I'm dying and... You're always dying. But, like, really dying this time. This time. Like... For reals. Yeah. So... No, well, the, the things inside of me are dying. This is true. So, we're killing, we're killing, killing things inside of me, so, um, you know... Like bacteria, bacteria. that sounds weird, killing things inside of you. They're killing me, but I'm killing them back. So, it's... it's on five. <laughs> can you say that? I don't know if you can say that. Why can't I say it? I don't know. They say it in the movies all the time. Okay. I don't know if it's offensive. <laughs> offensive to who? The military? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm It's offensive to the... Candida. Oh, it's offensive to the Candida? Yeah, well, so hmm. that's been really fun. So, I am having, like, toxins jump out of me. So to be more specific, we are yes. Autumn is working on decreasing the bacteria that are a part of her Lyme disease and she has a really great Lyme doctor that she's seeing here in Washington now who is really amazing and awesome. She told me she was proud of me. No doctors ever told me they're proud of me. Yeah, she told Autumn she was proud of her, and she was really impressed by the fact that Autumn's been pushing through some of this medication. And basically the medication is, I mean, it's... it's Like, some, she was telling me some babies, some of her patients take 800 milligrams of it a day. I have to take 100 milligrams every three days. That's how it affects me. I'm like, what? Autumn's, a, Autumn's got a lot going on. So she is basically taking antifungals um, to get rid of the bacteria... The doctor thinks the Babesia is um, definitely decreased in her body. We're going to be taking some tests this week but, for sure. But it doesn't but, mean I don't feel like shit. That's a bad word. Um, we literally... <laughs> anyway. Yes. She is... She's basically killing a lot of bacteria in her body all at once, especially the candida, which is basically like a gigantic yeast infection all throughout Ooh. her body. And it's taking a toll on her. We are seeing a lot of great progress in many different but, uh, ways. Like, for example, tonight my arms just started burning and my knees really hurt. Um, trying to think about the, the medication will attack the places where the bacteria have been hanging out for the last seven years. And, so, uh,. Like that's everywhere yeah well whenever she feels burning or pain in her joints that's probably where she's got little colonies yeah, and, and now it's triggering it's starting to trigger my mouths and my smells because yeah. now i'm starting to get really bad nerve yeah. pain but long story short yes she, i'm good we need to stop complaining I know. she's Jeez, doing mom. she's doing really well and i am also proud of her because what she's going through would hurt anybody even a very healthy individual who just had this stuff going on. If any of you have ever had a yeast infection of any kind, um, especially one in your stomach, then you know how painful going through that detox can be. And and, this and how they tell you to do cleanses and stuff. And I've been just having to do my feeds. Like, I can't stop doing my feeds. Because right. they do recommend, like, oh, fast while doing them. Or, oh, go on a clear liquid diet. I'm like, I can't do that. Right. That that's part of the problem is when when I had um a, a, basically a yeast infection in my stomach years and years ago, I went on uh all keto. I basically just went protein because carbs will feed that. So while I was detoxing, taking the medication, I was just eating protein. Autumn can't do that because of her other issues. So yes, we are very it's proud been of fun. her. But that's that le in. that leads us into our topic today yes, because it it's how I've been feeling mentally. 
and how I always have been feeling since I've been chronically ill. Well, yes, like, it really ramped up when I really, really started to get reliant on you, which is not wrong. There's no nothing bad about me being chronically ill and needing to rely on a caretaker. Why don't you the explain whole point of being what you're a caretaker. talking about? Yes, but I, and I'm sure other people who are chronically ill feel this, I feel like a heavy burden on you and my brother and my family. And it's not only because of, I would say it's because of a million gazillion different things. Most, I'm feeling it again because we ran out of one of my medications, Zyfexin, and we've had to get it at the pharmacy and to get 10 tablets, what is it like? It's like 500 bucks. This time, it's this been time, more. This time, it's um, great, guys. It's really great. And we are not the rich people in the world. We don't have a million dollars, so it's... At this point, we need more than a million to be rich, but... Well, they, millions. In, no, in this economy. <laughs> yes, in this this economy. But we, we're not we're not like well off rich ass people, so it's not like it's an oh yeah, let me just drop five hundred dollars. So that hasn't been helping me mentally, thinking that I'm a burden. And so I gave my mom some things to ask me. And I would I would like to just add as part of that in terms of economics, we realize that we are extremely privileged to yes. be in the yes. situation that we because are in. Because I mentioned I mentioned to you the other day, I'm white and I have these issues right. with doctors and getting help. Getting hurt. Getting hurt. Adam's had, Adam's had we've had issues as many of you know like, along this journey getting hurt and we're white. And we're white. We're people. white and we're middle class. Her dad works at Microsoft. Um, which I, was like part of my like other I've issue. I've told my mom I'm horrified I, that I, I am treated like this and yet I ha- and then that this is my situation I could not imagine like it makes me so fucking mad like I want right. to kill someone. Well, we we both know people of color in our uh, uh, our support groups who have been not only are they not heard but they are treated absolutely awful and you know what autumn you've been treated absolutely trash yeah so if i'm being treated like trash it's awful and it's horrible so that's just another thing that we'll need to take down when we dismantle the healthcare system so while we are talking about you know economically and feeling and autumn feels like a a financial burden yes you have a master's in this or something Yes. So she can talk about this and you can't come for her and be like, she doesn't know what she's talking well, about. Well, this is why, if you would let me finish, that's what I'm trying to <coughs> explain. <laughs> Drink my water. We are aware that we are privileged and we are aware that we have it way better than so many people that we've met, so many people that we know out there. That said, because Autumn is an extremely independent person, because she had her own image and her own perspective on where she would go as a person as she grew up, and also because, to be perfectly honest, we raised her to be very independent and very self-confident and to and take care of I herself. I started walking home from school, what, when I was... Well, we can't... Re- you, like, you live down the street from the yeah, school, I, so... I know, but, but I'm but saying, like, independent... Seven or eight, and she was... She was wanting to walk home from school earlier than that was, but i was starting to take the dog on the walk right. on my own i was starting to do a lot on my own i mean i've <clears throat> i've always cooked for myself i've always loved cooking and i would always cook for you too but that right. was always an initiative of me cooking too um i mean you would drop me off at the barn when i would go to jen oh, when i was gosh, yeah. when i was 12 you were leaving me at the on the ranch the whole day oh yeah i would alone. i would drop her just, off at like, with just my trainer yeah, i mean i of course you have to as a parent you trust the trainer but still you're she's on a 
a, a, it was a like, stable it was with at least, gigantic horses. It was at least horses. an hour away, so if something happened oh, to me... Oh, it was more than that with traffic. So right. if something happened to me, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I trusted Jen to take care of you, but it, you know, so so yes, there, there are, when we talk about feeling like a burden, we are aware that there are different levels to that and, and we are in no feeling like a burden is not well this and this is part of of understanding everybody's stories yeah. is this is autumn's story and you this know how even i feel it's not saying this is how you feel or you should feel or well and and we we know that like i said we have it far better in in terms of everything that's been going on and that's what that's kind of one of the reasons why we're doing this we're hoping at some point to be able to help everyone especially those people who don't have the advantages that autumn has had um that said you know it i'm not working full time uh her dad we are divorced her dad has basically been supporting us for the last four years as well as supporting himself um you know we are in the seattle area it's not cheap (laughs) i could sell our house but to be perfectly honest we would have to move out of Washington. Really far out of Washington. Right. We have to move to, like, Idaho. It, yes. So, right now, where we are is, you know, yes, he, he has economic advantages, but to be perfectly honest, it's starting to, to, to wear on us as a, as a family unit. Um, the, you know, the plan when we got divorced was that I would work and I would support myself. Or, and, and I eventually thought, I mean, I always thought by now I'd be on the ranch. 24-7. Oh, yeah. Autumn expected, to, Autumn expected to be making her own money by now. Um, so so there's a lot of... Once again, it's all about perspective. And, and I just want to reiterate, and I know I keep saying this, mm-hmm. but to me it's important because I am... I, I know that... I feel it, like I'm not saying my problems like, like, oh my God, my life is so hard. Like, that's no, not what we're not trying to say. But I think it's important. I think it's an important message for caretakers and for people out there to understand how patients with chronic illness, no matter no matter their economic situation, no matter their support system, are going to feel like burdens. I if mean, you are an independent person, there might be some people, I suppose, out there, no judgment, who enjoy being taken care of twenty four seven. And that's totally fine. That's I totally mean, fine too. I mean, I personally at this point would 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 love it. I've thought about checking myself into somewhere <laughs> so that I get taken care of. You don't want to check yourself into somewhere. We know where those somewheres are. I would have a good time, and you know it. <laughs> I would have a great time, and you know it. I would come out of there with so many friends and so many boyfriends. You know the people I attract. That's my demographic. This is very right. true. Okay, when we were driving up and down to California, she made a lot of friends. I did. I make so many friends at gas stations. You should see my face right now. Especially Oregon. Oregon loves me. Remember the guy at the gas station? He was so cute. And he wasn't really. I mean, anyway. But he was like, oh, let me help you with that. And They like, they. so we pulled up and our Jeep is really dirty because the dog park here is muddy. But it no, looks. No, 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 don't tell people okay. that. We're totally But it looks, off-roading. yeah, we're going off-roading in Mount Rainier. But we yep. pull up to this gas station and all the guys are like looking at us like, yeah. yeah ladies getting ladies. dirty in their Jeep. And like, oh my gosh, you're such a tiny little lady and you got that Jeep, man. Do you go off-road? And I'm like, yeah, all 100%. the time. I'm yes, just, mm-hmm. uh-huh. in fact, I drove here off-road. I drove here via all of the mountains. Not the passes. I didn't take the highway. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we should go on. Yep. All right. So I'm going to be asking Autumn questions today. Uh, 
Because I did, I questioned you last time. Yes, you questioned me last time, but I'm going to ask her questions. And the reason why she, she is doing this format again is, is just, you know, she's been struggling, as we said, and it's, it's difficult for her to, um, talk about some of this stuff on her own. And also my brain's kind of on fire right now, and I feel like if I just talked on my own, I'd just sit on the floor and cry to the, to the microphone. Yeah, she thought you guys might like. Which I've done in the last couple episodes, but I feel like I should maybe not do that, like, every single episode. The the biggest key to trying to help your person not feel like a burden is just to give them company when they need it. That's honestly... Like, seriously. And sometimes for me that means just sitting in the same room with her and we're not talking. I mean, my friends will sit on the floor with me and we'll watch right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer all day. Right. Or cartoons or something. And we won't talk the entire time. Or we might it's even just be on our company. phones the entire time. But we're just sitting there. Okay, so when yes. was... The first time you felt like a burden, Autumn. And and let's put that in the context of, of with your illnesses, with your yes. health issues. Um, I was going to, I mean, I was telling you this the other day, is I really felt it when, in middle school, when it started affecting you too, mm-hmm. I would say, and my friendships, um, because my friends kind of started to be like, you know, when I was canceling plans or something, it would be mm-hmm. like, Oh, Autumn's like, oh, Autumn's canceled again. Or when are whatever. you gonna? When is this gonna when be is over? Gonna, when are you gonna, gonna, gonna be get fixed? better? When are you gonna get better? But also, it was the burden that I felt like I was putting on you because, I mean, yes, you you that year that I got really really sick, you were taking more time in class, like in your job to take care of me. Yes, which you probably sh- you shouldn't have. I, I shouldn't have done that. Didn't end well. It didn't end well for <laughs> either of us, but it it didn't. It didn't help me mentally now looking back because I was like, I don't know. I just felt like I'm a really big burden then, obviously. Because I was needing I was needing your care. I was starting to need your care 24-7 and you couldn't give it to me. And right. And, and to be fair, you know, I think that given the situation, um, if I rarely talk about going back in time because I – there's no point to that. You However, don't believe in that. No, you, you, you do the best that you can do with the tools that you have at the time that it happens. I mean, at the but, time we had no idea what was going on with me. Right. But what, right now what I'm talking about is I'm looking for, for part-time or full-time steady work now. And what we've already talked about is getting a caretaker. Which for a while you did actually have when we were in the rental house. You had Marissa yes, come see me. Yes. Um, to help Autumn out a few times a week or just be company. You know, we, we used to, t- uh, her the person Family who helped friend. us out before was basically her paid friend. <laughs> she would hang out with Autumn and I'd throw money <laughs> at her. It worked vegan great. food, man. Yeah. So th- at the time, I think that in my mind, I, this was a temporary thing. All I had to do was find you the right doctor and then we'd move on. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, we both thought, okay, we find the doctor, they'd fix me, I'd get better. Right, and I wasn't thinking clearly, I fully admit that, to any of my former employers who are listening, yeah. (laughs) I don't think they'd be listening. They, well, they should, because I don't think they understood the burden that was happening on me, on on you. The pressure that they were The pressure and the burden that they were putting on me. And by the way, I I, I taught, which you don't get a lot of support anyway, but when your family life starts to crumble... They don't care. They don't... If you're in the the wrong building, they don't care. There are some buildings that do care, but my building didn't care. They... Okay, it's... Anyway, so you first started feeling like a burden during that time... Yeah. When you and I were in the same space... Mentally. Mentally, but you were also... Was you mean your after you, after your eighth grade year? Mm, during and then yeah. after. 
I so would say she, that my Lyme brain was also getting really, really bad. Yes. So. She was g- bordering on, I didn't know what was happening, as we've talked about yeah. before. Um, but she was also going to school at the middle school I taught at, and so I had all of her friends in my classes, and so it was very easy for her. And the other teachers, my colleagues, she would go and tell them, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to go sit with my mom. And they were... Like, they were okay with that. They knew that I would make her do any work or make up anything. And I I kept up with all my grades. I didn't, like... Yeah, yeah. she did that year. Um, I think it... And and it didn't bother me teaching, having her in the room. Yeah, I would just be like, I would sit quietly. Yeah, it really didn't change my teaching method. I think it was was, the mental... I saw it starting to build on you. Right. And that wasn't... And I want to say that, like... None of, neither of this, I wasn't a bird, like, burden, quote-unquote, to you. No. I was, I would say I was more of a concern. You were a concern and I was not handling things well. Yes. I was not, I was being. Because my moral of, like, what I want to talk about is that when we feel like burdens, we're not. Right. And we're kind of making it sound like I was a burden, but I wasn't. I was more of a concern to you. You were a concern to me and I was scary. Yes. And at the same time, I think that because I was scared, I felt like a burden to you because I was not being able to help you. Yeah, and I remember that because it, you were desperate. We were desperately trying to figure out things to help me. Right. I mean, you still leave that now. Huh? Well, you do leave that now. I remember our joke when we were in California is if I, Disneyland could fix me, we would drive I to I totally Disneyland. would. Yeah, we had a joke in California that if, if, if somebody came and told her, take her to Disneyland right now and, and we'll fix everything. You know, ride Space Mountain or whatever it is. <sighs> And but it will take you like 13 hours to drive there. We do it. I do it. I would have started right then and there. I mean, I totally would have. And by the way, I hate I hate like amusement parks, things like that. I like carnivals. I don't like those huge things. But I would totally take Because she's from Illinois. Excuse me. Um, so <laughs> your next question that you have me is, was there a specific person or reason that made you I've feel like a burden? Definitely like, kind of what I said. What there wasn't really about. any specific like one person. It, it started to build to when the doctors kind of started saying like nothing's wrong with you because then I was like, um, I, it built into like, right. a, oh my God, maybe there is nothing wrong with me and I am just build building onto you and causing you issues. I would say and and again this goes back to my personal profession and again I freely admit I did not handle things well but my administration and and the only reason I mean, I'm you bringing can this trash talk schools because people are doing it right now I mean there's so many walkouts there's so much shit going on yes but I want to be clear and that I'm I'm very aware of my own responsibility well, no, no, no. yeah yes yeah. um but I don't feel my administration and the reason I want to mention this is because I don't think not just administration, but people in general, because... They don't get support. I don't think they fully understand the toll that everything was taking on me. And because of some other things, I had also been assigned a new a new grade level and a new curriculum that year. Like the toll, though, of having someone in your life be chronically ill. Right. And watching them deteriorate and not knowing what to do. And I right. feel like people don't discuss that enough of how... Like, I posted a couple times on my Instagram of, oh, there's Bago. Bee-boo! Bee-boo! You guys love hearing her. She's great. We're going to turn her off. Um, but, like, I've talked about it on my Instagram, like, the times when I've had my legs shaking, like, seizure, Lyme things. You, All you can do, you can do is just hold me sometimes. Right. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand. Well, I mean, plenty of people do, but some I feel like some people don't understand that, like, the toll it takes on you to watch me just sit there and writhe in pain and there's literally nothing you can do and except hold me. That was part of the problem is you were in, you were going to school at the school I was working at 
if you had been going to a different school, I mean... It might have been different. I don't know. It's. I'm not saying the toll would have been necessarily any less. I think that I wouldn't have been able to see what was happening to you during the day. I mean, you... Yeah, I mean, you could watch there me was a go... Little... You would watch me go into school and I'd actually be okay. And then by the end of the day, I'd be like crawling on my knees in so much pain. Well, and you would have been coming down to my room yeah. a couple times during the day. Or your friends would have come and gotten me. Yeah, or... and told you, been like, hey, did you um, see Autumn today? Right. So... And again, I, I, I did not have the support group myself that I have now that, that would have helped this out in that situation. But the reason, again, I keep bringing this up is because people don't know how to respond to someone who is having health issues, physical or mental. They don't know how to support people. Well, someone who goes from being <clears throat> a very able-bodied Yes. All of a sudden, literally, like kind of overnight, yes. being severely disabled or in pain or chronically yes. ill. And I feel like I've seen a lot of things on Instagram where a lot of like parents or friends of other people that are chronically ill, they don't understand because they're like, well, yesterday you were fine. Right. Yesterday. And, that, and like also the idea of how like cause some days I am better than other days. And some people don't get it. They're like, well, yesterday you were good. Why, why right. aren't you good today? And nobody was coming to you or I at the time especially in that building and just saying do you need a hug you know do you just need do you need like let, let me take you well one one person a couple people were but overall it was yeah. more have you tried this have you tried this oh I have this great doctor go here go there mm-hmm. they were trying to fix it and you yeah. and I were trying to fix it what we did not need was more trying to fix it we needed people just to go you're you're not crazy you'll fix figure this out it's going it's to be going okay. to be okay and hey you know you're looking a little nuts I'm looking a little nuts you know let's just figure this out and that adds into the feeling of the burden so like I just it's gonna be kind of really random but I just thought it was like I just saw a clip from Taylor Swift's documentary where her mom was really mad at the whole world for mm-hmm. Taylor because she's like, I can't believe people have treated you like this. You know, they've done this to you. This is so awful. And Taylor, it was after a reputation concert when the whole the whole stadium was singing with Taylor that they loved her. And she was like, it's okay now, Mom. It's okay. I'm okay. And I feel like I have to do that with you sometimes. Oh, totally. Um, like we've talked about, you've almost killed some doctors for me. And I'm like, it's okay now. Yeah. And, and, and we have friend support systems now, yes. too, that will do that for us I as mean, well. we've called, like, when I first got the thing of the thoracic outlet syndrome, we called our friend, and yep. we were laughing, and she made both of us laugh, yep. because we were pissed. Yeah. We were both so mad, because we were like, why didn't we figure this out years ago? I mean, yeah. And and that that is part of it. I think that it's so very, very important in your life, whether it's workplace, if you run around in your workplace and you say, we're a family, we're a family, then act like it and don't talk shit behind people's backs right because all those people feel i mean i felt like a burden i felt like a burden to autumn i felt like a burden to my job i felt like a burden to my life to but my I feel like firstborn i mean i feel like what's not talked about though is that not only do i feel like a burden sometimes but you feel like a burden too caretakers can oh totally like i said i mean i i you know i'm a burden to to your dad yeah. i feel like you know and because like i said you know we this was we, not what we planned. It's not what we planned. We split our marriage. We did not work well together, and that's fine. My idea was, you know what, I'll go on and I'll get a job, and you do you, and, you know, we'll share the things with the kids, and I haven't been able to do any of yeah. that. And it's, you know, is 
has he been able to afford to pay for is yes but that's not the point yeah is, is it's, it's it's the independence that like i feel and that's what feel. my next question was okay. is so when we talk about you feeling like a burden yeah what does that mean how does it what does it make you feel like what are you feeling when you when you come to me and Laying, you say i feel like the a first burden. image that comes to my head is like oh, yesterday laying on the floor all day i slept all day yesterday and there's things, I mean, there's things that I could do. I could have, I mean, you cleaned up the kitchen tonight, but I could have done that. I mean, there's things, I mean, I make you dinner, but there's, there's like little things I could do. I could go on a, I could take Tucker on a walk, our dog. I could, you know, pick up my room a little bit. And the fact that I just laid in my nest pile of gunk and slept, it makes me feel like I'm kind of useless. And I know you... I know that, like, my doctor even today was like, you're healing. You need to sleep. You need to, like, sleep all day, sleep all night, do those things. That's what your body wants. Don't fight it. But to me, I still feel like, ew, I don't want to do that. Because there was such a time where I was going from, like, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. nonstop. Like, nonstop steamroll train. And then finally, when I did get to bed, I literally just passed out because I was so tired from what I did in the day. And now I pass out because we drove to Starbucks and I got a drink and then we drove back. And that is a lot on me now. And that is just and it's been several years since I was able to do what I used to do. But it's still just kind of like confusing and and, and hard. Yes. And is some of this because of Autumn's specific personality? Absolutely. Yeah. And because of the way she was raised? Absolutely. It's not all, oh, she's sick and people make her feel this way. No, totally no, 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 no. Um, I mean... I mean, like I said, my friends are more than happy to come over with and hang out and sit on the couch with me. And sometimes I've almost always, I've almost fallen asleep when they're here and they don't care. No. Like, my friends are more than happy to do that. But, so, I, it's not that, like, the people around me are making me feel like a burden. It's just the idea of, I sh- in my head, it's like, I should be or I need to be doing more. And part of it, too, I think, is that you entered this health issues in a particularly difficult time in a stage in your development anyway yeah. when you were going to be trying to work on a lot of independence. That's pretty natural. I mean, and in my head, I thought in high school I'd be going to the farm after school every single day. Right. That's literally what I had planned out like to a T like I remember telling you when I was freaking 12 mom when I'm when I'm 16 and I have my driver's license I'm gonna be driving to the farm that was the whole that was the that whole, was the point of getting the driver's license yeah, that was the whole point that was the only reason is so that she yeah, you that know, was what was driving me to get the license right if she could get her and that's why we even put her in in driving school even when she was feeling so incredibly bad because I thought if she gets her license then maybe she could just drive herself out to the farm and she would see the horse. She would whatever. feel good and she could sit there and, you know, groom someone. Yeah. And a horse, not a person. A horse. Groom a horse, sorry. I'm not brushing <laughs> no person. I'm not grooming no person. Groom some, groom something, pick their feet, smell the hay. I don't know. What do you horse people do? Um I just sit I just I just um sit in horse shit, Mom. That's all I do. I I mean this it doesn't really it wouldn't really You no, should see I, my face. I, <laughs> She's if you can tell she's not the horse person. I mean they're nice, but I I just you know they're nice they 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 laugh at me, cause you're afraid of them so it's funny. Yeah, but they started it. Pip did not start it. Pip doesn't laugh at me. Pip likes me. Okay. 
What about, okay. What about any of the other horses at the barn? Actually, the horses at the barn in California, they're all fine. Okay? okay. I'm just scarred from the Icelandic horse. Oh, Icelandic horse traumatized her because he rode a different way and it was on a fjord and she was like, I'm going to die. On a cliffside and he's like galloping across the cliffside and there's you and your little nine-year-old, how old are you, ten? You're leading the freaking herd with the guide. The guide was like, oh, I see you ride. Why don't you come up here and ride with me? And you guys were like galloping across the fjord on the edge of the cliff where there's like a farmhouse. Okay, the horse is not going to want to die. Like, it's not going to want to die, so why would it, why would it, why would it jump off the cliff? I didn't think it would jump off the cliff. I was pretty sure I was going to fall off the cliff. (laughs) And it would laugh at me while I was doing it. Because it'd be funny. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. anyways. So, so this is an important question, too, because, um, what, is there anything in particular that I do that makes you feel feel like a burden and we've discussed this in therapy and also each other and it's not it's not out of a negativity it's just it's things that I need to rely on you with right that you know I'm like I wish I mean I can do some of the things but there's times like I can't um I would definitely say just asking you in general to do things for me is hard I mean we know this that literally had that tonight like five minutes ago um but I told you earlier today it, it it's like when I ask you to do my medication, my IV medication, I f- even though I need to do it like every other night, I still feel weird saying, hey mom, can you do this for me? Even though it takes like, it's no shit on your shoes, it takes like two minutes, it's fine. But It's what I'm here for, it's why I haven't been working. But I feel weird still, even though it's been several years. And is there any resolution to that? Like, I don't really think so. I think just getting more used to asking you for things. Yeah. Like, like giving in to letting you do things for me. Like tonight, where I was like, I want to make you dinner, even though I'm shaking and rocking back and forth in pain. <laughs> and you were like, no, let me do it. And I'm like, I can make myself dinner. I'm, I'm old enough. And I'm like, you sh- and I'm like, you sure? And you're like, yeah, as I'm like rocking and shaking. But that's part of what you and I have talked about it, and I know you've talked about it even with your therapists is a lot of uh, not a lot but part of this is is who you are because you are so independent and you want to give back okay you would have been do you know how many kids at 13 wanted to cook for their mom girls especially okay not many usually at 13 moms and daughters are like but, well, we were kind of. We were. But you other. also wanted to do things for me, and that's part I mean, of who you are. you would come are. home from work, and I would see how tired you were, and I would make you something. I would always make you dinner. I would get you coffee. I would be like, right. Mom, what do you need from me? I would make the bed warm. I'd, I'd make something for you. And that's part of who you are. And so now... I'm an innate caretaker, too. Right. I would say. Yes. In some ways. In some ways. Maybe not in the emotional part. <laughs> When it comes to horses, you are. Yes. And certain children. <laughs> I used to be a babysitter. For certain children. I only like, there are very, there are, I'm not going to get into that. There are good children I, and there are awful children. I was the babysitter that babysat for anyone and any, anything. I mean, I babysat for a kid who started fires. I mean, it, it, fine. You know, he was like, he was a nice boy. It was not his fault. It was his parents had issues. And we called the fire. The nine one one was right there. Um, Autumn is a little bit more picky, 
and um, if you have had... I walked a lot of dogs, and I took a lot of pet-sitting jobs in our neighborhood. Yes. That was how I made my income. Yes. I, I not... was I was walking, like, I, that's what I was doing after school. I was walking my dog, the neighbor's dog, the other neighbor's dog. I was feeding cats. I was... Chickens. Chickens. Um, What are the other weird animals? I feel like I've done chickens. I don't know. But you're a caretaker for other things. Yes. My, my point is, if you're listening to this... I'm an animal this, person. Yes, she's an animal person, but if you're listening to this and she has babysat for you, then your children are amazing. Approved. They're approved. They're, They're good children. They're autumn approved. They're good children. They're good children. Um, if she turned you down, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think you. I've ever really turned anyone down. I think I just told you no. Yeah. Well, that's turning you down. Okay. If you came and asked me, can your daughter babysit for me? And I was like, she's uh, walking her goldfish forever. She doesn't like your child. Sorry. Okay, okay. Anyway. I don't want to go super, super crazy long yeah, yeah, yeah. on this one. Um, That's, okay, so you've got the meaning, I, I'm reading off her notes. The meaning of, what is the meaning of being yes. a burden to you? I would say feeling like, I mean, the best way I can analogize, I don't know, make an analogy for it is, I just feel like sometimes a lump on a stump, like that I am useless. That is the best word for it. I just feel useless and worthless and kind of like I don't, like I don't contribute to anything in society. I'm just a blob. I mean, to be perfectly honest right now, you, 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 you don't. don't. Okay. I talk to people on the internet now. Well, no, exactly. Some people and listen to me talk to myself. <laughs> exactly. And so that is something that you are contributing to and society. You've, you've been helping a lot of of Mal's patients and Lyme patients over the last few weeks who've started to hear your podcasts. Um, so I do, I mean, and I would say I've, I, like, with little things, I guess. Like, it's not huge, giant things that I do. Like I, and, and I think, the, but that's a key piece here that's, about our society and our cultural norms is that the changes or the differences that you make have to be huge. They have to be rock star, celebrity level famous, and they don't. Just like I said, if you have someone in your life who feels like that burden or is chronically ill, sometimes just sitting even with if you sit them there and you're the on your room, computer and working because you will do work mm -hmm. and I will be sitting on the floor. And I don't want you to talk to me. I don't expect anything. But, like, if you have someone in that in your life, just go sit with them. That's all you got to do. And I would recommend you ask them because well, sometimes yeah. Autumn doesn't want me within a mile yeah. of her. But I usually say, I mean, do you want me to? don't just pull up and be like, hey. <laughs> but I, need I a ask friend? Her, you know, yeah, I ask her, do you need company? And I, those are very small, tiny things. Um, I... I washed wanna, one of her nests last week and I, then remade wanna, it for I her. I want to say, though, like, I feel like a burden, but how do you feel about me not doing anything? Like, like what's your... So... Because I want to hear it from a caretaker of, I of have, seeing me not do anything and be kind of like a lump on a stump. It's, um, there are instinctive responses sometimes... Because I'm a human being, yeah. and because I've been raised in this society, as you, you live in a say, society, live in a society, and this culture, and I had different plans for us too in this this time of life. Um, you know, I, to be perfectly honest, have been walking into your room since you had your own room and going, "Holy what the fuck, crap! This is an ADHD explosion." <laughs> um, so I've had to do a lot of 
of checking those instinctive innate responses and asking myself where they are coming from. Are they coming from, well, she's 18, 19, whatever, she should be doing this or why, or, or the feeling of sometimes that I am the only one doing things in the entire world, because that's a pretty normal feeling too, for all of us to feel no matter the situation. Even I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, I'm the only person in this house that does anything, even though I don't do anything, but I feel like that. I think overall, I wouldn't call it a, I don't, I don't call it a burden. Um, am I, am I sometimes frustrated? Am I sometimes so freaking tired of looking at your juice bottles in which you drain your bile (laughs) oh my god she just exposed me holy shit okay okay pause i'm gonna pause and explain that for a second feral bags are great but i drink so much juice sometimes in the day that i have to use that like i reuse the gallon bottles and i just drain the juice in that and then i just dump it out it is a lot easier okay it's not that gross i'm 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 just clarifying because i'm do not expose. I didn't. Me. I didn't mean it was gross. I, I'm she just, exposed me. Anyway. I feel like I drink a lot of juice because I miss eating food. Anyways, I don't see it as burden. Okay, burden to me means this, and I clean up after myself. This is your fault. Yes. All right, you would be a burden if you were thirty years old, were perfectly able bodied. I'm choosing not to like get a and job. And you're choosing not to get a job, and um, you know, you're sitting in the basement. And, and, and you're messing up the kitchen and you're cooking for yourself but not cleaning up. You know, that to me is a burden. Like, yeah. In that respect, it wouldn't, first of all, I gotta say, it wouldn't be happening in my house. No, you'd drop kick me out. Oh, yeah. But, or or a burden would also be if you were creating more drama than... Like, I was in pain, but I was like, Mom, oh my God, I can't move. I'm dying. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, that's, yeah. Like, um, over, like, I would say, well, first of all, I'm, first of all, let's say, like, I have nothing wrong with me and saying, like, oh, I'm feeling sick and then there's nothing wrong with me. Or, I don't know, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's a very difficult question because as a mother, as a parent, it's very difficult for me to imagine a situation in which I would call you a burden. That's, like, a particular word yeah. for me. If you were 30 years old and refused to get a job and you were perfectly able-bodied, I would be calling you something else. It wouldn't calling be a burden. Some no-no words. Yes, and the same thing too is if you were doing that, like exaggerating everything that was going on. Like, I oh wouldn't. My God, my life is so hard. I'd be calling you a whiner, and I'd have a few <laughs> other choice words for you. But choice a words. Burden. I don't. So, you're not a burden to me. What I am most of the time is frustrated and so freaking angry that you have to go through this because seven years ago some I think it was the first doctor I was a woman <sighs> yes and she did not hear you and she, she stuck her finger up my ass and told me nothing was wrong now this is a GI you, doctor okay, talk about exposing yourself because she funny. did not listen <laughs> she was the first one to suggest that Autumn go see a therapist, which, by the way, she was already seeing. And that I had an eating disorder. And that she had an eating disorder. She low-key suggested it. She kind of blacklisted me. She was, yeah, she was the first person to, 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 in in that moment, if she had even heard half of what Autumn was saying, even half, Autumn would not be this far down the path of trying to get recovered. 
so, so, and I've seen it from you is you when I'm in pain and I'm walking around and I'm in pain you aren't angry at me you're no. angry that you can't help I'm angry that I can't help I'm angry that I can't drive like like last and like last night it. I was up in the night and I was really hurting and like you'll ask me you'll wake up and you'll be like is there anything I can do and I'm like no and sometimes I will sigh or make a reaction because I'm human and I'm tired and Autumn will take that as yes, me saying which I have I've, I've seen it as you're, you're I hurting, hate you or right. you're annoying but you're not. You're just no. tired. Well, I'm tired and I'm frustrated and it makes me so, so sad and so angry to the point where when these things happen, I can't allow myself to feel very much because I... There's not much you can do. There, I can't do anything at this point. All I can do is go back to provide her with her juice, get her medication, take her to see her doctors. Get me my heated blanket. Get her a heated blanket, move her little heater from room to room, um, sit with her when she needs company. But as a mom just not even as a parent as someone who cares very deeply about the people that she loves and I feel like you either want to, you want to fight someone for me or like just take to wrap me up in a bundle and just run I, away with me I yes yes like very much fight or flight but like in a good way not like in a yeah bad I way. wish that I could wrap you up in a bundle and take you somewhere where you know I I still think I mean, we've, we've joked about this, but my whole thing is, isn't there anywhere where we can put her in uh, an induced coma for a couple years and so she can get better? <laughs> seriously, I mean, that as, as a, as a no, human being. No, seriously, being, like, sometimes, I'll, like, I don't want to die. I am not suicidal, but I'm like, can I just, like, take a nap and when I wake up, I'll be good? Yeah. So. I, I love very fiercely whether you're She's my She's a Taurus. She's a Taurus. Not. She's a Taurus. And it's also difficult for me to have very close friends or relationships of any kind so if I have decided that you are part of my tribe then she's a Taurus <laughs> I'm a Libra if you can't tell yes so um it's it's hard for me but I but I don't the word burden is not a, I even just, in my dictionary because I kind of want to round this up because I, I know but I want to say if you feel like a burden or if you feel like you are causing strain in your family or home life. You are not. And if they do see you as that, I'm sorry. If they <clears> see <throat> you that as that, I am truly, truly sorry. But it we'll is take not care of you. Come, come you. hang out with us. Please don't say that on live. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Don't come. No doxing. You don't yeah. know where we live. We live in. We live in. Uh, Timbuktu. Kansas. Timbuktu. Yeah. Um. We we would love to you. We would it, love to help you. If we, we would could. love to help you. Feel free to message either of yes. us, um, but you are not alone. And if people are making you feel like a burden, or that you're alone, or that you're alone, then they are awful people. And you can punch them. She's shaking her head. No, because now there's going to be like a rash of mad punching in the chronic illness community. Chronic illness community, and they're going to say you gave them permission. <gasps> okay, no, I did. I walk that back. Um, I disavow. Just be quiet for a little bit. Wow, I disavow. <laughs> um. The bottom line is you are not a burden, okay? If you feel like you are and people around you are making you feel like that, and yes, there are people in this world who will make you feel like that, who do feel like you are a burden. They are the wrong people for you, and okay? And you know what? Doctors will make you feel like a burden too because like I said, today is my doctor, my Lyme doctor is the first doctor I realized, besides my other Lyme doctors, to say I'm proud of you. Yes. Because for so, and I was so scared today because, um, you know, I was scared because I have, trigger warning i've lost some weight i have 
technically I feel sicker even though I am not but I was scared going in she'd be like well you weren't doing enough clearly you weren't doing this clearly you weren't doing that and instead she was like I'm super proud of you that you're able to keep up with all of this and she said that anybody even 100% healthy except for this would candida would have lost seven to eight pounds so, so trigger warning for weight sorry numbers bad ah seven years and this is the first time I think a doctor has told you she's proud of you yeah and those are the simple things and that's something and else that I, I will do. carry that with me I started crying yeah. and that is the simple thing is like sometimes you tell me you're proud of me mm-hmm. and her, her friends will tell her that, that she's proud of you it's a so small and it's simple thing and it's and I'll tell my friends I'm proud of them so okay go ahead wrap it up so I well th- I mean that's kind of it I think you know we kind of we went over we went as long as the last one I was trying to go shorter but we like to talk um Oh, maybe next week I'll be on my own again. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling. And maybe, maybe just January, we just do a collab in January. And then we'll go back to not being together all the time. I, my blog that I have to write still because I'm... Hey, she's been good. She went back to work this week. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, but so... it will be, it will be to, it will be collabing with this, this podcast because yeah. it'll be about... I, I would just learning. say that you are not alone. Once again, that is like my overall thing. And if... You feel alone. You definitely aren't. And, um, you know, it's okay to ask people for help. I think that's a big one, too, is it's okay to be like, can you help me with this? Can you do this for me? And it's okay to need to just take time for yourself and take time to heal yourself because the people, the good people in your life will understand and they will let you heal yourself and they'll still be there for you in the end. And if the people that in your like life a, are making you feel like a burden, there are other people out there. Like a couple of my friends I haven't really spoken to or seen physically in several months. And, you know, I told them, I was like, I'm so grateful that you still want to be my friend. Even though I have not really talked to you. All I've sent, I've sent you memes every few days or something. But I'm grateful you're still here for me. So, um, we got to do the, the juice thing. I have been drinking, I want to get more cranberry juice. It made, it was really good. Okay. Um. But uh, now I'm craving cranberry juice, which just makes sense because it's yeast die-off. Um, so we're going to get cranberry juice tomorrow. Um, I've also been drinking, this sounds really weird, but in late at night, really cold Pedialyte Zero Sugar. Tastes really good. I know it's dumb. They have two really good flavors. Berry Frost is better, really, really cold. And Just Water makes a mint flavor. Mint flavor, really, really cold, is really, really good at night. Um, I haven't been really doing any new juices. Um, but that's it, I think. Um, you want to say? She's showing me couches. No, I've moved on. I'm furniture shopping. Yeah, she's already, she's already moved on. Um, talk about ADHD. I know. Um, you want to say, you want to say bye? Bye. She's done. Love ya. Love you, babe. Live, laugh, love. Okay, bye-bye.